What the fuck is happening, fam? It is your boy, the Solness TV, the Ayatollah of Indica, the Bobby Fisher, BHO, a.k.a. Ned Sparks, a.k.a. Willie the Cool Penguin, a.k.a. the motherfucking Gordon Ryan of Ghans, a.k.a. the Hickson of Hashish, the Holy Hashashin, the motherfucking President of the United Bakes of America, Donald Blunt. Damn, and I'll tell you what, it's been almost a fucking hour trying to get ready for this fucking thing. Between some nice fucking, nice, delicious food I needed to eat. You know, your boy gets hungry. I've been on my health shit. And by health shit, I mean carnivore shit. And by carnivore shit, I mean I'm eating lots of meat. Lots of meat. Ground beef, chicken, steak, pork, any of it. I don't care. Crabs. I've been eating it. You name it, I've been eating it. Along with some fruit. You know, and uh, it's been a little minute. I know, and I have like one, maybe two episodes left before this even comes out to drop. Uh, excuse me. You know, I kind of go through these waves where, like, I want to talk about shit, but I feel like right as I hear about it, I can't jump at it because then it's going to, some more information and some more data is going to come out. And we have a better, more clear picture of what the fuck is actually happening. And, you know, and then we do, we sprinkle a little season in on it, connect a couple of dots, see the bigger picture as it pertains to the whole. Unlike most people who typically like to just see these each individual little things and not really actually put together the whole picture, not seeing the whole screen. You know what I mean? Welcome. Anyway, Welcome. If this is your first time here, this is uh, the Let's Talk About It podcast. I already told you who I am and all the different names that I fucking have. Um, if you're new here, welcome. I don't know how you got here because I'm constantly in a state of being visibility filtered. And honestly, the one platform that I liked, Instagram, is complete and utter dog shit now. Yo, Mark Zuckerberg out there wanting to fight Elon Musk. Yo, Zuck, the cuck. I'm challenging you right now to a jiu-jitsu fucking match. I don't care if you're a white belt and I'm a purple belt. You've been fucking with my bread. You've been fucking with my livelihood. You've been fucking with my ability to reach the people. And the people need this truth, brother. And that is a crime we cannot forgive you for. We know the feds put you up to it. We get it. We get it. We know that in 2004, when you fucking launched Facebook, it was literally one day after the CIA shut down their fucking life log program. Hmm. No coincidence. Hmm. If you're unfamiliar with what the life log program was... It was essentially trying to get motherfuckers, dumb motherfuckers like me, on the internet, thinking we're fucking buddy-buddy and putting all our shit on there. And here we fucking are. Anyway, 
Zuck out here wanting to challenge people to fucking cage matches and showing up to jiu-jitsu tournaments, fucking breaking the internet. First of all, I don't fucking like Mark Zuckerberg. And I don't fucking like Elon Musk either. Fuck both of these dudes. Why are we letting him in? Get him out. This shit is for dirtbags, not for fucking billionaires who have their own private fucking security. I mean, I get it. Now the Brazilian's going to go buck wild, trying to up the prices as if the fucking Brazilians in my gym already don't charge out fucking rageous prices for a private goddamn lesson. Two hundred an hour, one fifty for like books of five lessons or more. I've seen this motherfucker make someone do solo drills the entire time. Yo, if I paid $150 for a solo lesson, you better be fucking unlocking secrets to the universe. You know, shout out to my man Mikey Mel for holding me down, letting me fucking give him some great, great trades for his knowledge and wisdom. And it's been very important. Now I can fucking roll upside down and fucking take another man's back. Put my third hook in if I please. I don't even like try to do it like that anymore. It just happens. You know. But trying to get some more passing in. Make him a little moose. You know. If you're fucking new here, I, I don't let people um I, I don't run ads. I haven't up until this point. Until I got a fucking sponsor. Okay? But listen. Don't fucking be mad at me. I need great weed in my lungs. And you do too. I need great hash in my lungs. And you do too. And I'm a father of three. Uh, You know, a lean entrepreneur. Somebody trying to build great things in this world. And I'll tell you what. One thing that inhibits me sometimes is the ridiculously high uh, amount of weed that I smoke on a daily basis, okay? And now, you know me, I'm gonna keep it fucking funky, fresh, and rough, rugged, and raw. I'm not taking money from people who don't share my values. I'm not taking money from people who don't, uh, who make me feel like I have to censor myself in any way, shape, or form, and that's why I have partnered up uh, with the likes of my favorite, favorite, and I'm not just saying that because, you know, He's a sponsor. I'm saying it because I really mean it. Uh, yeah, I've been using Budsmith's products for years. The Mendo Budsmith. If you're looking for um, single source nano batch craft flowers and rosin, look no further. My man doesn't use Salt Bay. My man uses fucking dry soil amendments. He uses mineral water from a fresh mountain stream in fucking the Mendo county area. I don't fucking know how they separate some of that shit. Mendo County, I guess. Mendocino. Mendo City. Wherever the fuck it is that he is, he's hidden in a mountain. He's hidden. You can't find him. You know why? Because he he's not important. His name and face is not important. What's important is that it's in your lungs. What's important is that you steer clear from companies who don't care about your well-being and move towards those who do. Those who 
run a farm that's been in a family for generations, built on hard work and perseverance, like the Mendo Budsmith. Uh, so even though you had to listen to me talk about the Budsmith for a minute, you guys love weed shit. I'm actually probably going to do a Mendo Budsmith stash and dash. Uh, that's where I hide some stuff and then run away, and you come find it based on clues. Like Blue's Clues. Actually, not like Blue's Clues, because I just found out that Blue's Clues... Blue's Clues celebrates Pride Month. <laughs> so fucking stupid, dude. Like, why? They're not trying to indoctrinate the children. These people just want to exist. Exist the fuck over there, man. Where the fuck... I mean, first of all, granted, I get it. I understand who's watching Blue's Clues since Steve's been gone. Not me. But I can't even risk putting on the new modern Blue's Clues. They That's what they do. They remake all these old TV shows, I'm realizing as a, as a parent, right? And I grew up, I was pretty intelligent. I watched a lot of shit I wasn't supposed to. I was exposed to a lot of shit from a pretty early age. I remember it. It was important for me to watch R-rated movies. You know, it was important for me to see these things from a small age. And I remember being five years old. And the first R-rated movie I watched, six years old, fucking The Lost Boys. My man, old Kiefer Sutherland. The Lost fucking boys, dude. That's a, an aggressive vampire movie. You know what I mean? With a lot of adult themes. Probably even sex. I remember I watched Scarface at 11. What humans are letting their child of 11 years old watch? Scarface. My dad. That's who. The old Dave the Rave. Uh, that's just the reality. It is what it is, right? And so I, what they do is they want to play on this established. They got all these remakes now of all these old shows that we used to watch, that we used to love. Bruh, they got She-Ra. And I was like, oh, yo, He-Man's fucking female counterpart that they made to get girls interested in the Masters of the Universe. Cool. And then it's this fucking corny, goofy-ass show. I gotta go, I gotta pull out my external hard drive from when I was fucking, like, 20-something years old and pull these old downloaded episodes of She-Ra off so my kid can watch it and enjoy the real deal because they don't even have the old She-Ra's on fucking Netflix. They just have these new garbage ones. And I want to share Masters of the Universe with her and She-Ra, you know, but I can't because of this bullshit. Blue's Clues got Pride Month in it. They have a fucking drag queen singing a song and all these different little things representing different fucking colors of the rainbow flag. You know, including a two-spirited owl, right? Which, I mean, call me crazy, but I'd assume it just based, just based on what I know, just based on the things that you hear and you see and that you read and that have come out, and that these people have told you. I would assume that owl is a fucking representation of Moloch. All right. I, there, I said it. Moloch the owl. And if you don't know who he is, or they, in this case, two spirits, well, then by all means, do fucking any semblance of research. But I don't understand, you know, they're like, this shit has nothing to do with the kids. And it's just, it's, it, it's funny, uh, because it does have actually a lot to do with the kids. Some of these sick fuckers who came up with this shit back in the fucking, 
early 1900s in the fucking Weimar Republic as a part of their demoralization of society plan to fucking make Germany this weak fucking pansy-ass country after World War One, they were trying to take over the world. World War in between World War One and World War Two, after the fucking Treaty of Versailles, they had the Weimar Republic, right? It was a fucking. You never hear about the Second Reich. It's always the First Reich and the Third Reich, right? That's because they're ashamed of that Second Reich. Weimar is not anything they want to be fucking associated with. The first fucking books they burned were the books from the Weimar Republic and the fucking Sussex. Actually, you know today. I saw a post on some fucking meme page that some people would consider extreme. And uh, it was a very fancy shotgun with, like, fucking three barrels for holding rounds. And uh, it just said at the top, uh, Drag Queen Story Hour exists. And it was, like, somebody loading up this fucking shotgun and just, like, firing it. I got two fucking, two fucking idiots from... From the Kami Jiu-Jitsu gym. Hitting me up about it. One of them was like, why are you afraid it'll turn you gay? Am I afraid it'll turn me gay? That's what he what he said to me. He really said, are you afraid that the Drag Queen Story Hour is going to turn you gay? I said, <laughs> and let me just give you a little... You afraid you'll turn gay? I said, uh, no, I just like this shotgun, which would come in handy if I encountered these particular people. And then I also sent him a video of, uh, that fucking Boston news report about the dead trans person, the four fucking crossdressers in there with the fucking kids and sex toys and drugs, you know? And I was like, so I guess it's more out of fear. They might try and read kids books at their house with sex toys and meth around. Guys, that I'm pretty sure this is fake, dude. You think it's fake? You just think it's fake? I mean, I realize the news is fake, and there's a lot of fake news on the fake news. But you think this one is fake? Okay. I said, okay, well, this one too. I sent him a screenshot of the nation's first elected transgender state representative arrested on child porn charges. Sure. Is this everyone? No. But... The problem is that people act like this shit doesn't exist. They act like none of this shit is fucking real. And it's fucking real. And right down the road in Virginia, there was that kid in the fucking high school that said he was trans, went in the women's bathroom, and raped that girl. Then, in order to not fucking take heed for it, the school system didn't even expel the the motherfucker and arrest him. They just sent him to another fucking school in the district. Where he did the shit again. What are we talking about? And I, I told this guy, I said, yo, I'd like to hear about drag queen community cleanup. Why don't we have any of that? Where, Where's that at? Why is it, why are they always trying to read to kids? Why is it not? It's like, oh, they want to be seen. They just want to be seen. Well, let's see them doing something that isn't fucking have to do with the kids, man. Help the whole community. Because otherwise, it seems like some weird indoctrination shit. Yo, it was like mad cozy when the grandma librarians with weird fucking red dyed hair, uh, like orange red, not like red, the color red, would be reading uh, Brown Bear, Brown Bear, What Do You See? 
I didn't want to say, hey, you know, I see a fucking lunatic looking at me. I want to say, I see a grandma looking at me. That shit was mad cozy. I asked him, I said, why did you ask if Drag Queen Story Hour would turn me gay? I said, is that an experience you had? Is that the intent? Because if they're reading to kids and the intent is to turn someone gay, I'd be scared that it's gay. He said that. I don't know. So I'm just confused. Is that the intent? I'm told it's not the intent. But this fucking guy, he said, I'm trying to understand why anyone would feel threatened by drag queens. I didn't even see that. I said, do you have kids? He said, I have no idea what it has to do with kids. Nothing as far as I can tell. I don't. I said, okay. I said, ah, I see. I said, so you have zero ex experience in the day-to-day -day roles and responsibilities that a parent has when it comes to the overall protection and care of innocent human life. So when you don't see how Drag Queen Story Hour has nothing to do with children, I'm 100% agreement with you. It has nothing to do with kids. Yet now they have Drag Queen and Blue's Clues. Why? For what purpose? If Drag Queens don't have anything to do with kids, why are they putting them in fucking Blue's Clues? Can anybody give me a fucking clue? Like, am I just fucking some lunatic? Am I insane? Or is this like... This is, are these reasonable questions to ask? Because 20 years ago... If fucking some drag queen was trying to read to kids, they'd have been fucking beaten and thrown out of the fucking library. I said, I have three children. It is my duty to protect them. I said, unless you have that responsibility, you'll never understand. Honestly, I didn't understand before people had kids. And honestly, I was a lunatic too. I understand fucking e extreme shit. You know, shit is extreme as fucking men dressing up as women. When I played in a band called Kill Whitey, a band name that we had came up with, to intentionally upset and piss people off, especially fucking whiteies. <laughs> you know, that was the intent. We played multiple shows wearing makeup and fucking like, you know, you remember the old bondage pants from Hot Topic, you know, like the plaid pants with the fucking zippers and the little fucking hooks for the fucking, you know, what do you call those? I don't know what you would call them, but they got the little clips on them and you clip one to one leg and one to the other leg. And then you clip the other one to the one leg and the fucking to the other leg. So you got this like crisscross little fucking thing with your plaid pants and the zippers, you know. And uh, they made like some hot, hot dog made some skirts like that too, like the girl equivalent. We wore those, had my girl Brandywine makeup, put, uh, put some fucking fire ass makeup. Literally, honestly, blended fucking eyeshadow better than most of you bitches out here. Not fucking kidding. Wish I, you, if you can get onto my MySpace, you will see the photos. Uh, of us fucking shit up. And, you know, so I understand trying to, like, be weird and be radical and, and piss people off and fucking, you know, dress like a chick when you're not a chick. I get it. I do. But, like, why would you, why do you want to do that around kids? I don't understand. I don't understand the fucking, the white women who try and push this shit. Yo. Know, this motherfucker, when I said, unless you have that response, you don't understand. All right. This motherfucker said, uh, in response to why, I guess, why they have it on Blue's Clues, he said, because queens are super entertaining and kids love singing and dancing. Okay. I said, yeah, well, they can sing and dance with fucking dudes who don't have a sexual fucking fetish to dress up as women. I said, this is my exact point. I said, your thought process is insane with that one, brother. Drag queens should be around kids 
because they're super entertaining and kids love singing and dancing. What kind of stupid shit is that? Who the fuck says that? I'll tell you who. A self-fucking-identified leftist. <laughs> Literally. That's not a joke. That is 100% not a joke. Uh, if you, I, I know I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but there was one time I hadn't been there in a fucking while because of all the fucking goofy shit that they do and think, and these people think. But I love the owner, I love the mission, right? I love these people, and I don't want to let some shit divide me out of jiu-jitsu, right? Especially good training with good people that I know are, are good people, mostly. They're just fucking idiots. They're good people, they're just stupid. And you know what? And they think the same thing about me. Elliot's a good dude, but he's fucking stupid. He's some right-wing nut job. <laughs> Who has no idea what he's talking about, but we'll get him. It's fine. But anyway, uh, the one guy was like, hey, you haven't been here in a while. Is it because we're all communists? And literally another one fucking came over and was like, no, it's leftists. You don't say communists. I'm, I'm fucking dying laughing. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, does that have to do with that treaty that was signed in 1954 that fucking didn't protect communists? It like went out of their way to say that they're not protected in any type of way. Maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> he said, as far as I know, it's got nothing to do with being sexual. Some queens are gay, some are straight, some are just entertainers. It's not a sexual thing, it's entertainment. Y'all are fucking nuts. I said, autogynephilia. Okay? Cross-dressing and transvestitism is 100% a sexual fetish. I mean, I'm not a fucking psychologist. I mean, this is just what it's been for the longest time. We're just, unless they, I mean, I guess they just changed it up. They just fucking straight up 1984 us, changed it up. I uh, said, so not the type of entertainment I look to subject my kids to. I said, thanks for trying to clear it up for me. He said, that's fine. That's your choice. It's no big deal. I don't like some things. You don't like others. That's normal. I said, yeah, except justifying kids being around drag queens seems a lot less like a difference in liking Coke over Pepsi and much more like being cool with pedophilia and not being cool with it. But I guess teach their own. He said, I'm going to leave that be. I have no words. I said, yes, you have no words. Uh, I said, I sent him the article from the Daily Mail about the Boston thing. I said, here's the Daily Mail article for the story you thought was fake. I said, the fact that your ideology doesn't leave room for discussion that there are people out there with ill intentions preying on children shows a lack of understanding into the nature of humanity. And there's a little bit more, but at, at this point, at the point of, no, I don't have children, I kind of lost like lost like lost steam in my fucking heart on <laughs> you don't have fucking kids you can't really argue about fucking protecting kids it's just like hard to really fully grasp that i guess but yeah so anyway uh with that, you know, being what it is, uh, don't, don't fucking harass me with fucking any of this bullshit, right? Because the reality is, like, a lot of that shit, hold on, I'm about to fucking pull it up right now, dude. Where the fuck is it? My guy posted a fucking, uh, thing the other day that was, like, totally spot- the fuck on. 
you know, and it was in regards to some people that you should know about to fucking circle us back to uh, what we were talking about with the Weimar Republic. You know, this is uh, the type of shit that people fucking are not paying attention to. They have no idea where this shit even comes from. And they somehow uh, continue to just perpetuate it. You know, but old Matt Walsh, right? Who the fucking, who is a woman guy? What is a woman? The transphobe of the year, I think he was declared. Um, for shit like this, for just telling you what's going on, for giving you some truth, for letting you know some of the past. And I mean, you know, if you don't like the way he says it or whatever, I'm, I'm only reading what he posted. I'm not going to do a deep dive into what who all these people are further than what he posted on Twitter. It's not very deep dive dive at all, and I'd encourage you to go ahead and find, look these people up and find multiple different places talking about them and see what it is they say and make your own fucking deductions about your own deducing about what the fuck these people did and what they did not do. But Matt Walsh says, now I'm just reading this as a quote. The trans agenda was invented by pedophilic psychologists, degenerate quacks, lunatic sexologists, literal Nazi scientists, and other assorted deviants. A collection of the most despicable monsters imaginable came up with all this stuff. You know, yeah, I mean, here are the five names you should know. John Money. Johnny Boy. We've talked about him on this podcast before. He pioneered the concept of gender identity. He tried out this theory on twin boys who he abused and, and experimented on throughout their childhood. They both went on to kill themselves. <laughs> this is true. This is absolutely true. Uh, I don't care if you like the way that he worded it. Right? Alfred Kinsey. He's got the fucking Kinsey, Kinsey Institute. Like, they use this guy's shit still. Alfred Kinsey is the godfather of modern comprehensive sex ed programs. He came up with many of the theories that sexualities uh, of sexuality that are now taught as fact in our schools. He also enlisted a pedophile who raped children so that he could document the victim's orgasms. Hmm. Okay. Um, child raping orgasms. Got it. Uh, Volkmar uh, Sigush was a sexologist who coined the term cissexual. He argued in favor of exposing children to pornography and insisted that pedophilia should not be stigmatized. This latter point was a common belief among many pioneers of the trans movement. Okay. 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 Um, you know, uh, Volkmar, his ideas are not too radical for some because we have seen plenty of videos on the web of people talking about minor attracted persons. And it's not like a thing. It's not like, whoa, they're not hurting these children. They just, they love the children. They're not going to hurt them. They love them. It's, it has nothing to do with the fact that they were, I mean, they're just children. And these are just children who were abused that are now adults. And they just want to love the children like they were loved. That's the type of shit those people are into, right? I don't know. It's fucking nuts. That's a thought process that real humans have. Minor attracted persons. We call them pedophiles. Um, Magnus Hirschfeld, another German sexologist, he opened one of the world's first transgender clinics. Uh, 
he was an avid proponent of eugenics uh, and believed in forcibly sterilizing those who were feeble-minded. The Nazis would later implement eugenics on a massive scale. Erwin Gorbant, a leading scientist in Nazi Germany who performed one of the first sex reassignment surgeries. He helped design human experiments that were carried out on prisoners at Dachau. In one experiment, victims were submerged in ice-cold water to study the effects of hypothermia. Many died. Okay. It's far from a comprehensive list, but these are the sorts of people who gave us trans ideology, a brutal, depraved, pseudoscientific movement from the very beginning, an ideology pushed by monstrous quacks and dangerous perverts. I guess some things never change. You know, I... I would, um, I would say, okay. Oh, wow. Here's somebody else. Um, I, there's, I'm like blown away because the first like tweet underneath of it, the guy's like, uh, I wouldn't go so far as calling the Jew Magnus Hirschfeld a Nazi, but okay. Okay. So... This is not Nazi ideology. It's another group of people. Check. Um, that's going to conclude that section. I don't care to go. In fact, if we're going to talk about people's religions, let's move on to Fort Worth, Texas, where um, a nun's lawyer accuses Fort Worth diocese of faking photos in marijuana in the monastery. You know, I don't know if anybody saw this, but a nun was arrested uh, for, I guess, having some weed in the monastery. Um, let's see. The Fort Worth Catholic Diocese shared photos, it says, were taken by a confidential informant inside the monastery of the Most Holy Trinity in Arlington. The diocese said it is communication with police regarding serious concerns it has, been, it has regarding the use of marijuana and edibles at the monastery. Uh, what we know about the Fort, Fort Worth Catholic Diocese's dispute with the Carmelite nun. Arlington police have begun investigating a dispute between the Fort Worth Catholic Diocese. If I have to say Fort Worth Catholic Diocese 20 more times, I swear to God, I'm going to lose my shit. And a reverend mother who says she was wrongly accused of sexual misconduct with a priest. The diocese, meanwhile, told the Star-Telegram and has alerted police of serious concerns of marijuana and edibles inside the Arlington Monastery of Carmelite nuns. The Fort Worth bishop says the nun admitted to the transgression of breaking her chastity vow with a priest during interviews with the vicar general of Fort Worth Catholic Diocese and another sister from her order over several days in April. Damn, so them nuns begin freaky in Texas. She banged the priest and another nun. You know, I mean, look, we're all human, dude. We got needs. Sometimes when you have a sexual need, you'll break that vow. You want to feel the Lord up in you. I mean, that is there is like a weird power dynamic between a nun and a priest. And the priest is like a connected medium to God, you know? Like, if you want to talk to God, you got to go through the priest. He'll fucking tell you what to do. Him and God talked it over. They said, you got to say 10 Hail Marys, bro. Ten Hail Marys, a couple of our fathers, three to be exact, and um, you know, do a little act of contrition in there. Get your act of contrition. Ten Hail Marys, three our fathers, a fucking serenity prayer, and you're good to go. 
it doesn't matter that you masturbated, your sins washed away. It doesn't matter that you fucking, uh, you bared false witness against your sister on who ate that last cookie. Good to go. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting. Um, an attorney representing the nuns from the Monastery of the Most Holy Trinity who are suing Bishop Michael Olson in the Fort Worth Catholic Diocese said he believes photos showing drugs were staged by the diocese. Matthew Bobo said Thursday there is no proof that photos showing piles of bottles that appear to be in marijuana edibles and other paraphernalia were taken at the monastery where the Reverend Mother Teresa Agnes Gerlach is appealing her dismissal after she was accused of breaking her chastity vows with a priest. Um, an Arlington Police Department spokesperson said it is a preliminary investigation taking place in the allegations involving the monastery and diocese. The diocese said in an email statement Wednesday that a confidential informant took the photos inside the monastery and the diocese contacted police over serious concerns about marijuana use and use of edibles. Like, you know, first of all, where are these even coming from, man? Is that like a dabber in this picture? I don't even know what's in this picture, bro. Some of these don't even look like edibles. They look like concentrate jars, maybe. Look like some boof off some dude's telegram. Why would they just have in the monastery all this shit? I don't... Something seems fishy. Now, this nun in the picture is in a wheelchair. Yep. Reverend Mother Superior Teresa Agnes Gerlach, the monastery of the Most Holy Bishop, filed a lawsuit against Bishop Michael Olson in the Diocese of Fort Worth. Yes. Bobo argued that the diocese released the photos after the police said they were conducting a criminal investigation. He also told the Star-Telegram that he would also invite the police to bring their drug-sniffing dogs to scour the monastery. However, a spokesman for the police department said in an email, as a matter of policy and procedure, Arlington Police Department would not enter any property and search for items that could be relevant to an investigation without first establishing probable cause to do so and obtaining a search warrant. Oh my god. If you saw the person who wrote this article, holy sh- it. She'd been a reporter of the Star-Telegram for 34 years, and I don't know why, but both of her eyes seem to be closed. Kind of nuts. I don't really know what to say about that, you know? I grew up in a Catholic church. I hated it. It was boring. They couldn't answer the questions that I had, even at a young age, you know? There was too much... Just believe this. And it was also prevented, presented in very boring ways. And in ways where, you know, I thought God hated me. In ways where I thought God was not fucking loving and caring. And that Jesus loved me. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> he died for my sins. What sins? I thought I was made in God's image. You know? That was my thought process. I have a much different view on God now and Jesus. My Jesus is a rad Jesus. I see what he was doing. I see. Oh, my God. You know, um, you know what's really important? Scientists, man. They have finally, they finally a fucking study that makes sense, dude. Uh, scientists have finally studied the blue balls phenomenon. Here's what they found. Where was this information when I was 15? Where? When blue balls was at an all-time high. You know, fucking 
bursts of testosterone fucking coursing through my veins, humping a fucking pillow, can't fucking just putting a boner in the waistband of my pants because I'm fucking embarrassed to have that shit poking out. Like, where the fuck was the science behind blue balls back when I was getting it, making out with a girl for fucking three hours? We were making out for three hours. Fucking dry humping. What the fuck? I I was 15, she was 15, so don't get any weird fucking ideas. It's just what happened. Okay? Did you not get fucking, you know, not pussy when you were 15? Did you not dry hump? And fucking consensually dry hump a fucking nice young girl or young man if you're a girl or or if you're a dude, whatever your fucking shit is. Did you not do the grinding and the dry humping and the blue balling? So a surprising number of people have experienced it. Yeah, fucking everybody. That is just fucking not surprising at all, dude. Okay, maybe not everybody, but the majority of people. A surprising number of people have experienced it. Yeah, no fucking shit, Sherlock. Yo, this shit, first of all, I don't know if the person in this picture is the person who wrote the article, (laughs) but they look like a fucking doofus. Then there's like a fucking clip art stock photo of a guy holding his nut. And I want to know why he's wearing this houndstooth red web belt with a fucking tucked in shirt into his jeans that look like they're way too slim. And I mean, I'm all for skinny jeans. I'm a skinny jeans guy. Just for, for the shirt that he's wearing, it doesn't make any sense, dude. Ow, my balls is what it says underneath. <laughs> uh, okay, though blue balls is a fairly popular term and the phrase itself originated way back in 1916. Way back in 1916. Holy shit, the term blue balls has been around for over 100 fucking years. In the USA, there has not been much in the way of academic study on the topic. In fact, according to a new paper, there has only ever been one case report and one interview-based study in the scientific literature. The team believes that this lack of study has led to conjecture as well as people question whether it is a real thing and that people use it as a way to coerce partners into continuing sexual activity to orgasm. I mean, look, dude, I mean, I get it. But, like, when I have blue balls at 15, and I'm not going to mention the young lady's name. So for I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to do it because I wouldn't want to embarrass her. But when, you know, I don't think I even told her I had blue balls. I just, for some reason, my nuts really fucking hurt, and I felt like I had to leave. And I realized, oh, I need to fucking jerk off. And I immediately went home and jerked off, and the fucking problem was gone. It's fucking gone. It's just fucking gone. I don't know that I ever really dealt with blue balls again because I knew that if I had it, hey, you know, I could give it a shot. Hey, you know, you do the old try and fucking put the the hand down in the panties. They do the old slap away. That's it. That's a wrap. I'm not trying again. You know, hey, shot the shot. Bricked it. Not going up for a rebound. That's it. I'm going to just backpedal down the court. You know? No need for coercion, but I can see how some people would try and use that. It's interesting. Uh, Despite the lack of study, a number of theories fly around the the phenomenon and its cause. One theory is that slow drainage of blood from the testicles could partly explain pain reported anecdotally. That shit hurts. 
But Sunday anecdotal, that's real. That shit hurts. Quote, following orgasm, the veins quickly decompress, resulting in the emptying of blood from the genitals, the term team writes in their paper. According to this theory, the slow drainage of blood in the absence of ejaculation may result in prolonged congestion and lead to discomfort and pain. Proponents of this theory ascribe the term blue balls to the phenomenon of deoxygenated blood appearing blue under the scrotal skin. That's interesting. I had no idea. Proponents of this theory ascribe the term blue balls to the phenomenon of deoxygenated blood appearing blue under the scrotal skin. I can't say that I've ever fucking peeked down at my nuts when I had blue balls to see if they were starting to change colors. I just thought they were blue because they felt like they were swollen and as big as fucking uh, a Snorlax. And he's blue. Snorlax balls got to be huge. Okay? You know, Pokemon reproduce, I guess, the same like other animals. You know? They're just fucking animals. They don't have... They don't have animals like in the Pokeverse. They're just Pokemon, right? Like, you don't have pigeons, you have a Pidgey. And and subsequently a, a, a Pidgeotto. And a Pidgeot. Um, people reported experiencing pain in the abdomen, stomach, testicles, groin, vagina, and clitoris. Wait. So you're saying that women get blue balls too? What? How does this work? I don't understand. I fucking love science. While people with penises... While people with penises were more likely to report feelings of restlessness and people with vaginas described an itch. There were differences to it in what situations caused the discomfort. All right. First of all, people with penises, we're talking about men. People with vaginas, we're talking about women. Okay? Sorry, I'll keep it simple for y'all. Some of y'all would koala brains. Okay? Uh, prolonged foreplay or making out with without penetrative intercourse. I'm a fucking child. Was a reported cause of blue balls for those with a penis, but not for those with a vagina. The team noted causes uniquely endorsed by yes, yeah, called blue balls, not blue ovaries, blue vulva, the the fucking deoxygenated blood in the vulva. It's not talking about that. We're talking about in, in these nuts. Uh, <laughs> causes uniquely endorsed by participants of the penis included the lack of ejaculation and engagement in partnered sexual activity, but not during solitary sexual activity. Whereas those uniquely described by participants of the vagina were lack of penetration and lack of vulvar. It says vulvar. Okay, V-U-V-A-R. I'm not an idiot. I know vulva. I've never seen vulvar. Bulbar slash vaginal stimulation. According to the study, age is a factor too with penis havers. <laughs> say men. Just say men. <laughs> According to the study, age is a factor too with penis havers saying they had it more frequently which they, when they were younger. As suspected by the team, the phenomenon, which has no evidence suggesting it is harmful, may be used by some to coerce particularly in the young. Participants with a vagina did not remark on the age of onset, but some disclosed that their first experience of being coerced into sexual activity due to a partner's fear of blue balls happened when they were younger. 
The pain experienced by most participants was generally an infrequent mild ache, while only a small proportion of people reported severe and frequent pain. The team stresses that the blue ball and blue vulva phenomenon should not be used to coerce partners into sex. Definitely not. Don't do that, you fucking penis havers. <laughs> it is important to note that options outside of partnered sexual activity exist as a remedy for blue balls slash vulva. The team wrote in their discussion and includes solitary masturbation, orgasm, the passage of time, non-sexual activities that involve distraction, exercise, breathing techniques to slow one's heart rate, urinating, and cold showers or bath. Get in a fucking cold shower, drink a gallon of water, do two workouts, 45 minutes, one of them has to be outside, be on a diet, any diet, don't fucking, <laughs> don't fucking cheat meal, no alcohol, take a progress pick, and fucking read 10 pages of a book. You might as well just fucking live hard, okay? If you get blue balls, go fucking live hard, or right, go do 75 hard. Guess what? Your blue balls will be fine. And definitely don't coerce anybody into having sex with you. That's fucking not nice, dude. Don't be a fucking freak. If they want to fuck you, they'll fuck. Come on, man. No need to coerce. You know? Fucking, you know, be a fucking, be a real motherfucker who knows how to slang pipe. Worse than wise, that's free game right there. Be a real motherfucker who knows how to slang pipe. And if you don't know how to slang pipe, this is the only time I'm, I'm advocating for porn, all right? Go watch a porno. Start taking some moves, take some mental notes, maybe write a couple, jot a couple of things down. Fucking go to go to some of the greats. Johnny Holmes, right? Biggest white dude dick ever. Okay? Beating out my man RJ. Okay? Johnny Holmes. Wonderland Murders, John Holmes. You know who I'm talking about. And if you don't, go learn about the Wonderland Murders. There's great podcasts and a great fucking movie with Val Kilmer. Dude's fucking nuts. Fucking died of AIDS. Or cocaine overdose. One of the two. He was fucking getting lit. And his dick was big. But he was fucking slanging that pipe. Ron Jeremy slanging it. Peter Norris slangs it. Right? Go look up some of the most famous dick slangers of all time. Don't just stick to white dudes. Black dudes too. Lex Steel. Right? And while you may not be packing Lex Steel wood. Still look at the movement. Look at the hip movement. Thrusting. The patterns. Right? You know. The balance. Right? Watch. Watch some of these old women. I watch what they do. What makes them happy or fake happy? Yo, I'll tell you what. Look, more free game. Nina Hartley's fucking How to Eat Women Out Cunnilingus video from like the 80s or 90s is a winner. And I'll tell you that from experience, brother. You know, I hate like... I've always considered myself a mad sexual person. My kid's mom would tell you that I'm the most sexual human she's ever met. You know, I'm walking around right now, 182 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal, baby. Not fucking around, but I hate even like talking about it. You know, it's like not everyone's business. You know, like, yes, I'm a professional fucking wood slinger. All right. You know, you got me. But. You know, you got to fucking figure it out, man. No chorus of people. Blue balls. It's cool. Roll one out, dude. I can't stand these half of these bitches anyway. Um, yeah. So, you know, 
if you're struggling, man, and you're getting out here getting blue balls, can't close the deal, can't seal the deal, go fucking do 75 hard, you know, and fucking toughen up, harden up, and, you know, guess what? You'll probably fucking bring someone right to the yard. You're that, you're fucking milkshake. Bring all the girls to the yard with that one. You know them girls love a sweet treat. You know, you might even find some ways to get paid. Smoke big weed while you do it. You know? Just do it. Just do it. Uh, Shit sound uh, was me thinking about the state of the political world these days. There's so much happening all the time. You know, you have that fucking uh, billionaire and a couple other dudes on a submarine that's controlled by a fucking Logitech controller. You've got to be fucking shitting me. Everybody knows that if you needed, if you were two player or three or four player on GameCube and you had you had to use the fucking Logitech. Yo, if I'm a billionaire, you're not sending me on a fucking submarine with a fucking Logitech controller. And so, like, you know, then you you fucking I'm like, oh, I can't even talk about this shit. I gotta wait. I gotta. I need more deets. I don't. I don't trust this. The stepsons at a Blink One Eighty Two show, and he's like, "What do you want me to do?" My dad would want me to be happy. My stepdad want me to be happy. Blink One Eighty Two makes me happy, bitch. It's fucking Matt Skiba. All right, it ain't Tom DeLonge. And I mean, look, I love Alkaline Trio. I love Matt Skiba solo shit. He's not, he's not Blink One Eighty Two, dude. He's not. He's not Blink. Okay, I'm sorry, Mark, Travis, y'all need to stop fucking perpetrating. Although, shout out to y'all for throwing Turnstile on the fucking tour. Dope. Um, and then you found out the submarine imploded on Sunday and they knew it. Like, they know everything that's fucking going on down there, dude. And you think they really didn't know, like, oh, we can see the fucking storms on Jupiter, on fucking Saturn, but we can't find a fucking submarine with a, controlled with a Logitech controller on the fucking, going to see the Titanic. Like, how far away could it really have been? Talking about that joint imploded. Of course it fucking imploded. Of course it fucking did. Does anybody even know... Those people were really even on the boat. I bet them motherfuckers are on the new island where Epstein's at. Speaking of that motherfucker, I saw the DOJ just ruled. Epstein, baby, suicide, no foul play. They ruled it. Stunt. It's a wrap. Epstein, apparently, according to the DOJ, Epstein did, in fact, kill himself. No help. Breaking news. Epstein fucking did, in fact, kill himself. Just is what it is, dude. DOJ ruled it. No foul play. No foul play. Um, yeah, couldn't have been foul play. Epstein. You know, being involved in a fucking internet, a global um, blackmailing scheme involving literally, like, the the top of the top, including royalty. Come on, man. He killed himself. He just did. He did. We know it. Ghislaine, do we even know if she's in prison? 
Where are the fucking people that are in prison with Ghislaine Maxwell talking about it? Has anybody whipped her ass? Is she in solitary? Is she even in a prison? How do we know? What is her federal inmate number? I'm writing her a letter. I need to know if she's actually in there. Do they just forward it and she has to write a letter back and just like pretend like she's in jail? I wonder if I can get like a signed picture to prove that she was in jail. Like of her holding it up with a fucking uh, newspaper. I need to know. You know, I don't, cause I don't, I don't trust shit. I don't fucking believe shit. I don't trust shit. You know, we got the president talking about how they're fucking, nobody should have to suffer, suffer from cannabis crimes. And then fucking this last year, cannabis, federal cannabis arrests jumped 25% under Biden. It's fucking LA Weekly. Let's go ahead and see. After a dip during the peak of the pandemic in 2020, federal law enforcement agents and their partners arrested 25% more people for cannabis-related crimes in 2021 during the first year of the Biden administration. But while a post-pandemic bump in arrests would have been fair to expect, the biggest jump in cannabis arrests in a decade was not. The nation's oldest cannabis reform organization, Normal, noted that the 6606 marijuana-related arrests in 2021 represented the most since the 8500 arrests in 2011. It doesn't sound like a lot, but any more than one is too many. This followed Joe Biden's February 21 promise he would pursue decriminalization and mass expungements for people with prior cannabis convictions. A month after that promise, word got out that some staff may have been a little too honest with Joe about their past marijuana use. Dozens of young White House staffers were asked to resign. So the hopes of cannabis policy reform... Oh, yeah, I fucking forgot about that, dude. I just... Yo, you want to know something that lives rent-free in my head? All these dumbasses who fucking went and voted and, first of all, <laughs> that's just end the statement right there. All these dumbasses who went and voted. Um, But I'll finish it. <laughs> Literally voted for Joe Biden and said shit. I, this girl that I, I know. She fucking said, it's like a weight's been lifted off my shoulders. We got Trump out of there, and now now he's out of there. We can hold the new administration accountable. Here we are, three years into this fucking joint. Where's the accountability? They do this fucked up shit, tell you what they're going to do, do it in front of your face, and you don't do shit. You don't do shit. You don't do shit. You were going to keep them accountable. You're not doing shit. You know, why aren't you riding in the streets? Because they didn't fucking get you emotionally charged enough to do so. Like they did in 2020. Back to people not seeing the whole picture. Um, This shit is so crazy. Like, it's a... So, Imagine fucking telling Joe Biden, yeah, you know, Joe, I used to, uh, I get a little, uh, I go to some of those I-71 parties, Joe. Oh, make sure Timmy's fired. Um, (laughs) um, new soaring arrest numbers were certainly salt in the wound. 2021 saw a similar bump in the amount of plants destroyed by the feds and partners via the domestic eradication program. 5.53 million cannabis 
plants destroyed represented 20% more plants than the previous year. Yo, they're destroying millions of cannabis plants. Millions of plants? They're destroying them? Millions. Millions. That's one step away from billions. Still, millions of plants. That's fucking insane, dude. California saw the most enforcement, as usual. Total number of 86% of plant seizures and 60% of arrests conducted by federal authorities happened in the Golden State. Normal called the major jump across both categories troubling. At a time when the overwhelming majority of voters support legalization and when more and more states and even members of Congress are moving towards this direction, it's troubling to see federal agents and their local partners reversing course and reinvigorating their marijuana-related enforcement activities. So Normal's Deputy Director Paul Armentado. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll all tell you, all the local law enforcement will tell you that the murders are all fucking related to weed. Fucking a guy I trained jiu-jitsu with, homicide detective in Baltimore, that's what he said. So it's much easier. Somebody shows up with two pounds, boom. You know? Fucking shoot him, take the two pounds of weed, you just came up on five bands. You know, or, or vice versa. Say you're going to sell someone some weed, they show up with the bread, you just made fucking a few thousand. That's how they do it. That's how they do it. Another subject covered by the organization is the amount of increase in enforcement is costing Americans. When so many are suffering from the biggest rise in inflation in decades and wondering how they'll afford to fill up at the pump. Factual. Coincidentally, the states that saw the most enforcement also had the highest gas prices in the country. Yo. Look at that connection. Look at it. That's all you can fucking do is look at it. The fact the these interdiction effort, efforts are growing at great cost to the taxpayer despite increasing momentum for legalization is a testament to the failure of federal prohibition and unnecessarily burdensome state regulatory policies, said Normal's political director, Morgan Fox. Morgan Fox sounds way fucking cooler than the local Maryland representatives. Bitch ass. Fox also noted that if there was a fair playing field for operators to work in, the people this enforcement is happening regularly to may already have made the jump to the regulated market. But there's not a fair fucking playing field. Because these fucks don't give a fuck about us. They only give a fuck about lying in their own pockets. Look at all the fucking companies in Maryland that are fucking just like, just fucking sitting there, just fucking stroking their dicks, waiting for fucking July 1st so they can fucking nut all over their own faces. They're so fucking pumped. They're just fucking trying to jizz dollars all over their face and fucking jizz mids all over your face. Welcome to regulation, baby. Seriously, though. Do you know how many companies I know are literally just fucking in these meetings, just fucking stroking, looking at their negative numbers, just talking to these fucking spreadsheets of all the fucking debt they're in, all the fucking thousands of dollars they fucking have borrowed from their friends, telling them, yo, just wait till July fucking first. Just looking at these spreadsheets like, oh, I'm gonna fucking profit so hard come July first. Yo, just wait till we get into some of this shit in the next episode about taxes. And what type of bread some of these multi-state operators owe in fucking 
back weed taxes. It'll fucking blow your mind. I'm telling you. You know, this shit is so crazy. So crazy. The way the government is trying to handle this fucking weed shit. Oh my god, it's the exact opposite. The exact opposite of what I fucking prayed for. My whole fucking life as a little weed head getting harassed by police. From the age of fucking 13 on, still as a 35-year-old man getting pulled out of the fucking car because the car smells like goddamn weed. That's because I sit in the back seat and record a fucking podcast and smoke some weed in it. Alright? God damn it, man. <sighs> Lack of access to banking services and capital, high barriers to entry into legal cannabis markets, and exorbitant tax rates at all levels of government are clearly hampering the ability of licensed cannabis businesses to compete with the unregulated market. Fox said, the solutions to this situation are beyond obvious at this point, and they don't involve law enforcement officers putting themselves at risk by dropping out of helicopters or conducting armed raids. Seriously, dude. Fox wants Congress to pursue evidence-based, market-oriented, and justice-focused policies. Simple. Hello. He believes this is uh, the real policy move. If officials want to make a dent in the ever-booming underground market, now bigger than ever on both sides of the country, advertising disclosure may receive compensation for some of the links in our stories. All right, fuck you. I don't even... I just don't... I don't get it. This, uh, oh, this article is from fucking a year ago, by the way, June 23rd of 22. Uh, so... 20% increase. I wonder what it's been since then. Probably nuts. Well, on that note, uh, just share some little personal. Uh, me, I'm doing a rite of passage with Navy SEAL Trident Carrier fucking ultra running Chad right down in the mountains of Rome, Georgia. I don't know exactly how I'm fucking going to get it done. Uh, I can tell you actually the fucking bread that uh, I'm about to get paid for fucking some of my marketing services and creative genius. Uh, fucking thank God after years. Thank God. Friends of the Let's Talk About It podcast. Shout out to my man Ed Wiedenfeld. Shout out to my man fucking uh, not Billy Blanks. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Billy. It's killing me. I can't think of your name. Billy. Bill, Billy Brawner, shout out to Billy Brawner, for real, uh, and the fam of District Cannabis, uh, like I said, um, I'm gonna pay for my fucking rental car to Rome, Georgia, with this fucking bread from the cannabis fucking marketing, and the cannabis services, and the new District Cannabis High on Health campaign ambassador, cause your boy is high on health. Uh, with that, I'm not going to fucking get into shit tonight. Go to fucking firstform.com slash Elliot Aces. Go to facebook.com slash groups slash Team Never Tap. I'm getting ready to start doing some community events. Uh, and I'll be posting about them in there, getting some lives in. Uh, so I can chop it up with you, get a little closer with some of you, and, uh, really start utilizing my network and sharing some of it with you and some valuable resources with you. So, uh, with that. Bonk more. Out. Pew.